Back here in the fast lane, we have touched on one angle of Liberty making the Fiesta Bowl. We'll get to a different angle now because somebody who's familiar with the Pac-12 and certainly the Oregon Ducks, who dispatched, who were beaten by the arch-rival school of our next guest, Ryan Leaf, of course, Westwood One analyst and former Wazoo, Washington State quarterback. Washington beat Oregon twice this year. Those are the only losses the Ducks have. Ducks will play Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl 1 p.m. New Year's Day, and that's among the topics we get to address right now with Ryan Leaf, Westwood One analyst and also host of the Straight Line podcast, among other media ventures, at Ryan D. Leaf on Twitter and Instagram. Ryan, a pleasure to have you in the fast lane once again. Uh, We hope you are well. Before all that, though, congratulations to you and your wife on the newest addition to your family back at the end of november i hope everybody's doing well yes thank you very much yeah it's a real blessing uh we welcomed a daughter uh, about 16 days ago and and uh she's doing great she got her first bath today so we are we're off and running we 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 think we have this thing figured out um but then we screw up every single day too so that's that's the par for the course how much sleep are you getting right now um, but, you know, I, I'm lucky tonight. I'm, 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 I got a car bringing me into the city cause I got a host, uh, filling in for Peter Schrager tomorrow on good morning football. And so I'm actually going to sleep in a hotel tonight. So I, I'm going to get the, you know, the best night of sleep I've had in, in, in some time. And that's when my boss at Westwood one, he calls, he says, Hey, you want to, you want to call a game down in Jacksonville this weekend? And I go, y- you know what? Yeah, I could use, I could use two nights in a hotel. That, that, that won't hurt too bad. <laughs> I'm surprised my wife actually lets me go, but but she does. Well, you're very blessed to That's have a wife. That's the second that... time this conversation has gone up today, Ryan, because we've had a discussion about Ed having to go to the Fiesta Bowl yeah, in a couple to, weeks. Yeah, trying to navigate that. We've got twin five-year-olds in my household. They're both oh, boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a long time with uh, the kids alone for either of us, and we've both done it. It gets, uh, how should I say this, very tiring might be a good way to describe it, Ryan. Um, we we did something we did something really smart. We went through uh, an au pair program, ooh. and uh, and uh, this uh, wonderful young lady from uh, from South Africa has joined our family, and 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 so our six year old, you know, he's not feeling as as left out as much. He's kind of got somebody to bounce things off of and, and, and what's going on and stuff. And it's been real supportive and helpful to, to my wife. So that, that was like the smartest thing we did this past year, uh, kind of in preparation for this. I would recommend it for any, any families out there. It's a real cultural experience and opportunity. Um, and it's been really uh, worthwhile for us. Duly noted. And uh, we're at the time of year where for Christmas, I've gone from asking for things to asking for <laughs> experiences or things that I need, Ryan, which are yeah, much different, yeah, yeah. but uh, much more relieving, shall we say? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it, uh, you want to do what's best for everybody involved and, and, uh, and make sure everybody's healthy, happy. Uh, their wellness is all about, uh, um, you know, the best thing moving forward. And, and so I, as long as we keep that focus in mind, you know, we, we, have, we have good experiences. And uh, the fact that, you know, 10 years ago I was sitting in a prison cell and now I am actually, you know, doing what I'm doing, doing what I love. I'm a father to two uh, amazing children, uh, you know, a partner to uh, an amazing wife. All those things, uh, it's just it showcases what's possible if you – you're willing to change. I think that's the best way to put it. 
Ryan Leaf with us here in the fast lane, uh, very open about his addictions. He's uh, an advocate, an ambassador for the Meninger Clinic. Uh, of course, he's with Westwood One. That's how we know him from uh, his coverage of the NFL and college football on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. And he's all about hashtag sober life as well. And uh, Ryan, I will transition to football in a moment, but you mentioned the, the health and the happiness of everyone. A good a bad thing? Do the holidays evoke any emotions for you in that particular time? And has football kind of served as a grounding point to give you joy and purpose uh, in the midst of all that? You know, I wasn't, I'm not a huge holiday guy, um, but now that you have kids, you know, it's about the experience. And so, yeah, the holidays are really special, you know, uh, you know, to see my son wake up every money, uh, wake up every morning and run throughout the house trying to find his, his, elf on the shelf and and see what the note has to say and i mean just just really some neat experiences i always call a game on christmas day this year i'll be in kansas city uh for the chiefs uh, raiders game so i always call a game on christmas so we usually celebrate on the you know the 23rd as a family uh, we explain to our kiddo that that uh, we have a deal in place with santa that he comes to our house special uh, a couple days early i don't know if that's uh setting him up to be incredibly entitled but uh, i hope not (laughs) there are plenty of things that might give kids that impression i wonder that all the time as well it's it's a constant uh question that my wife and i have as well one of the questions people have had and, and you mentioned this on the straight line pod and it's up at ryan d leaf on your Twitter page, or X, I guess, as it's called now, but uh, rules being rules, even if it's odd, the offside that was called on Kadarius Tony. Um, we mentioned the how you handle an angle yesterday, and it's up at Fast Lane, Ned Lane, wherever people can listen to podcasts. From your perspective, though, how do you view this now that we've seen not only Patrick Mahomes as upset as he was, but going a step further, how he backtracked off of that once he spoke about it on 610 in Kansas City, the uh, radio station there a couple days ago? Well, I, I, you know, I applaud his, his uh, um, leadership because in the moment, like anybody, we're all human, uh, you know, losing your fourth uh, out of six games, probably losing number one overall seed most likely, um, you know, and, and how it's kind of played out, the losses. This, this Kansas City Chiefs team easily, easily could be 12-1 and one right now running away with the AFC once again. You know, you look at the first game against Detroit, the ball that goes right through Kadarius Tony's hands into Brian Branches for a pick six. Uh, you, you know, you, you have other uh, games such as the Green Bay game a few weeks ago, the Eagles game where MSD drops the pass that would have ultimately put them in the lead. I mean, out of their five losses, four of them hinged on one play or the other. And so they're just used to winning those. They're just in the history of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they're used to winning those, and they're not winning them this year. And so the frustration certainly mounted uh, and, and just, you know, blew over in that game. But to, to own it, to understand it, to see, what, see how and why you behave that way, come out and talk about it rather than doubling down, I think, I think it shows the leadership. It was something I could never do when I was playing. Because I was always, I would always feel backed into a corner, and my my only way out was to to fight. And you know, when you can take ownership of something, and that's what a true leader does at the quarterback position. Um, you know, you put your team uh, and everybody on your shoulders, and you try to try to carry him. And that's what he's done throughout his career. And uh, even though things have have not gone as expected for them this year, I, I would not want to see the Kansas City Chiefs at any point 
during the playoffs, if I'm the Ravens or the Dolphins or whoever gets into that conversation, I, I would not want to see that team uh, because all that has to happen is that wide receiver room uh, has to play just a little bit better. And if they do that, you know, the Chiefs are right back where they used to be and, and everybody's thinking, oh, why did we ever doubt them in the first place? Ryan D. Leaf, Twitter and Instagram, hashtag sober life is one of the things which he advocates. Of course, you hear him on Westwood One and will again this Sunday evening to cap off our Virginia Talk Radio Network NFL triple header. He'll be there for Baltimore Jacksonville this coming Sunday evening as Ryan Leaf is with us here in the fast lane on W226 BG Timberlake, WVGMA in Lynchburg, WMNA, Gretna, Danville Southside, and all across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Ryan, um, the, the, the other element that goes into what you mentioned with Patrick Mahomes is the learning to lose. Do you have to learn how to lose? Do you have to know how to lose ahead of time? How do you balance that with the fact that obviously you don't want too much experience at losing because you want to win? I mean, he lost a lot in college. So, I mean, he he's lost as a starting quarterback. You know, that's as an NFL player, there's a bunch of losses there too. Don't forget, he's lost a Super Bowl. He's lost an AFC championship. So he knows how to lose. I just think you know, all these things, they, the, the call in Green Bay where he, he took the high road in the postgame and, and then to see this, this happen in this game where, you know, it just seemed like such an odd moment for it to be called when you can clearly see, you know, you know KT lining up uh, offsides the entire game. Usually the coach is told, hey, get him back, or they, they call the flag early in the game and say we're going to stop this right now. It's just – it was just odd on when it happened, especially with how big a play it ultimately became. I mean, the official didn't know that when he threw the flag. He had no idea what the play was going to be. But um, rules are rules, period. And so uh, I, I think that um, – I don't think for one second that Patrick Holmes has to learn how to lose. Um, I don't think he wants to, and I don't think he should advocate for anybody to learn how to lose well. And, you know, he was upset. Uh, it was the first time he's really – seen his emotions boil over for the public to see and uh you know it just i think what it did is it showcased for everybody out there that looked at him, looks at him and thinks he's the, the greatest quarterback in the nfl and maybe one of the greatest who ever played the game that again he's human right he's human he has flaws he has emotions around this type of thing and uh you know he he realized it and he corrected it and that's that's the difference between somebody who uh you know isn't a true leader and someone who is. Ryan Leaf with us here in the fast lane. You'll hear him on the Westwood One broadcast for Baltimore Jacksonville this coming Sunday evening, game three of our Virginia Talk Radio Network triple header. Just a couple more minutes left, and we're grateful for your time, Ryan. One of them being the Washington Commanders. It sure seems like they're at the end of their tenure with Ron Rivera as their head coach. How much can players sense that in the locker room, and what, if anything, can be done to combat the uh, maybe wandering eye that players have or at least the battle to make sure you bring the same level of focus and intensity? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, professional athletes, uh, the things that really do that for them are, are, are contract incentives um, that drives a player um, late in the year when you're out of contention. Um, so it, it's difficult, you know, and I think that's a lot, a lot of times why owners want to, uh, fire a coach during the season. Cause I never necessarily knew what the point of that was. You can't go hire the guys you really want until if the one, the guys you want are probably still in the playoffs and you can't hire them until their playoff run is done. And so, um, you, you know, you usually let the guy, um, continue and, and finish the season, but 
Um, you know, yeah, new ownership. Uh, you know, the way this season has played out in terms of how they've lost. Because um, they were competitive for a while. Firing their defensive coordinator hasn't had the effect that, that I think Ron Rivera wanted. Um, you know, what, what's maybe been the bright spot is what Eric Bieniemy has brought to the table with, with second-year guy Sam Howell. Uh, Sam's turned it over a bunch, but he's also showcased that he can, he can be a quality starter in this league. Um, and uh, that, may, that may carry a lot of weight with, with new ownership there in Washington, especially with how Eric Bieniemy uh, has brought that along. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect Ron Rivera to be the head coach for the Washington Commanders next year. Maybe they'll clean house completely. They'll look to go in a different direction. I don't know. Again, the, the new ownership uh, situation allows for them to feel like they have a fresh start and they can build something of their own and something new. Ryan, last one for you. Obviously, you're very familiar with what was the Pac-12 since as a football conference, its days are sadly in the rearview mirror. One uh, of those teams is the Oregon Ducks. They'll play Liberty uh, team in our backyard in the Fiesta Bowl January 1st. For Flames fans listening, what's the scouting report you can provide on the Oregon Ducks, which as of right now are slated to have Bo Nix, their third in the Heisman voting quarterback? It's hard. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I I have no idea who's going to be on the roster for Oregon (laughs) uh, when you play that game. Uh, To me, none of these games outside of the semifinals and the national championship are real games. All these bowl games have uh, just become exhibitions. In fact, I kind of associate them to the first game of next season. I add it on as as like a preseason game. For next year, I, I, you know, Liberty, of course, is it's going to be a, a whole different uh, animal to them. But yeah, I, I would, I would dare to, dare to say that that you're going to see a completely different roster once Oregon steps out on that field. And if Bo Nix were were to play, um, it would surprise me. It would really surprise me. I don't know how that benefits him uh, in any single way at all with what's ahead for him at the next level. So we'll see. Uh, I, 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 the defense is going to look completely different um, than what we've seen all year long. And, and so, it, yeah, it's just bowl games are tough now. Uh, they just really have be, uh, become, uh, you know, disenchanted because of a four-team playoff. You know, when it goes to 12, you're going to get some, some better bowl games simply, um, a better regular season. But, I mean, I, the, the bowl games are a money-generating business, and, and unfortunately, um, people are still going to tune in during this month to watch, you know, whatever bowl game is on a Wednesday night at 6 p.m. between a MAC conference and, and uh, a Conference USA uh, participant. It, it just, it's just how it is. That's why they continue to do it, and that's why they continue to sell ad revenue for it. And ESPN, pretty much, I think they own every bowl except two. So it's... It's uh, it's definitely what it was supposed to be, but yeah, I, all you Liberty fans out there, you guys should actually have a really good chance of, of knocking off this Ducks team with with who's going to be out there on the field, uh, depending on how much time they have to practice with the guys that are going to be new to the roster. That's a great point from Ryan Leaf uh, about bowl games and the lack of predictability and opt outs, and uh, you know, I guess it's the brutal reality of where we are right now and how they are viewed by so many players. Ryan Leaf sharing that perspective with us in the fast lane at Ryan D. Leaf on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, catch him Sunday night, game three of our triple header Baltimore at Jacksonville. Ryan, we'll be listening to the game and we'll be hoping that you're as fresh as a daisy for that one because you've had multiple nights Uh of good sleep in a hotel away from the wife and the young family. Well, uh, 
uh, my my obsessive uh, mind will probably be looking at the baby monitor the entire time to make sure that she's still breathing. That's 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 where I'm at in terms of like uh, anxiety right now. You know, the worst last thing in the world that that you want to do. These these kids are resilient, man. They, I mean, it would take a lot, but uh, I, I still can't get it out of my head. I have to like put my ear to her chest and her lips and stuff like that just to make sure. Uh, I'm doing everything right. But I did the same thing with my son six years ago, so I suppose that worked out okay. But, yeah, hopefully I'll be rested. I know I'll be informed. And uh, um, Ryan Radke and I will give us uh, give the listener the best call we can. Well, we look forward to it, Ryan. Thank you for your time. And if we don't speak sooner, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a wonderful holiday season to you and yours. Thank you so much. Ryan Leaf, with us here in the Fast Lane. Great perspective and, uh, you know, maybe a word of caution for our votes of confidence when it comes to Liberty and Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl of... Bo Nix is still playing, right? As of now, Ryan seems to think there's a possibility. I mean, we've seen this before where guys go through warm-ups or last second they, you know, oh, he's suffering an illness and all of a sudden here, they're magically Here's not the play. one thing I could think of that actually would incentivize Bo Nix to play. He's at like 78% completion percentage. I think it's what it is, 78, 79, somewhere in there. And I think the NCAA record is over 80. So, like, if he completes enough passes in this game, he can get the NCAA record for completion percentage, which would be a cool feather in your hat to go out on. It most definitely would. So that's something to think about. Because I remember, like, Austin, uh, was it Bailey Zappi? You know, could have gone to the draft, but then he played in the bowl game for Western Kentucky to break Joe Burrow's record, so... You get different players with different levels of motivation. Ours is always clear. You'll find more of it at Trey Lyle VT and Fast Lane Ed Lane on the socials and Fast Lane Ed Lane Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Now to CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg programming. We're back tomorrow afternoon here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.